Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. This is our Week 13 Running Backs show. Shane, are you ready to crush the running back selections? Yeah, there's some uh, familiar names that we, we've liked all year that are popping up as some of the best plays uh, for the running backs this week. So it is kind of exciting to see these guys that we really like anyways, but they're in great spots and uh, probably get them at pretty low ownership as well. So it's another one of those weeks where I'm looking to maybe pay down a little bit at running back. I may not be going all the way to the top here, uh, but there's going to be some interesting decisions on that. and We'll talk about that. Yeah, the, the running backs slate here, I think, is really interesting because, you know, if you missed our quarterback show, which you can still check out on YouTube, you know, we, we're calling it the value week at quarterback. So you've got some money to spend at running back if you want. But up and down the, the price range here, I don't think there's a lot of must plays or slam dunks. I think there's a lot of guys that are in pretty solid spots. And so you really have to evaluate it. And that's what we're going to try to do here. And I've been a little bit more leaning on the expensive running backs this week than Shane. So we're going to mix it up here. And I'm going to start it off this, this week with the running backs and describe one of the more expensive guys. And it's Dalvin Cook at 9,500 on DraftKings. And we faded him last week in a, in a solid spot. And we're fortunate that, you know, all those carries, 30 a week, they finally caught up to him. He got banged up a little bit. And so now it's a, a big question mark here. Is he going to be 100% healthy? Uh, and, and are folks going to pay up for him again? You know, Minnesota is going up against Jacksonville. They're huge favorites, 10-point favorites uh, in a total that's 52 and a half. And those numbers, of course, come from our pre presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. So on paper, you know, huge favorite uh, against the team that's 29th against the run. There's a lot to like, um, but what will Minnesota do? How much will they run it? How much will they pass it? Will they try to protect him a little bit with his health? You know, I kind of think that after that down week of only 22 touches, <laughs> I think they may go back to him and, and feature him a lot. I mean, Minnesota's five and six. This is a must-win game for them. And I don't think they're going to let their season go um, you know, by going easy with Dalvin Cook. So assuming he's healthy, uh, I'm ready to fire him up this week. Awesome. Yeah, at the at the top of the board for me, I'm going to start with uh, Nick Chubb, a guy we really liked last week and uh, produced here. One of the most talented running backs in a, in a scheme where Cleveland, where they love to run the ball and they've been good at run blocking. I love their run scheme. We've talked about that all year. Nick Chubb, the most explosive running back in terms of big playability, ability to break tackles and make quick cuts and just his, his speed overall. He, he's awesome. He's going up against Tennessee. This is a high scoring game. We've talked a lot about this game this week over under 54, but Cleveland are big underdogs on the road there. So that's where that makes you a little nervous about Nick Chubb. But I think overall they'll they'll they should stay competitive in this game and feed Nick Chubb Tennessee hasn't given up they haven't given up monster games against the running back position but they have given up a lot of touchdowns which is what Nick Chubb's good good for here as well so even if Nick Chubb doesn't go for uh you know 100 some yards he could certainly get two touchdowns in this game as well and he's still capable of getting 100 yards so he's a guy that you can look at paying up for uh one of the things that popped up on the injury report for Tennessee's run defense 
defense is their star defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, popped up on the injury report. I'm going to be monitoring that because that's a very critical player. A lot of people don't realize that Jeffrey Simmons is one of the best D tackles graded uh, defensive tackle this year. He's a second-year player. Um, and if he's out, if he doesn't practice like on Friday and it's looking like he's out, that's going to make me like Nick Chubb even more because then Cleveland can really attack the middle of, in, in with their run game here. Um, but when Jeffrey Simmons is in there, they're pretty stout against the run. You know, they gave it up some production, but no one's really smashed against them. Um, but overall, I like Nick Chubb. It's just I'm going to monitor the, the Tennessee defense and their injury report the next couple of days here. Um, but yeah, he's, he's one of the most talented guys in here. He's just not in the best game script. So I think, but you can certainly make an argument that he's worth paying up for here. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt's been a little bit banged up with the thigh. And if Hunt is not out there or even limited, then you may get a couple more receptions for Chubb. And this is a great opportunity there because uh, the Indianapolis running backs just had 11 catches for 101 yards against Tennessee. And and Chubb can certainly catch passes out of the backfield and do damage that way. So um, that'll be an important one to watch. Derrick Henry here is another expensive guy that I'm looking at this week. And Shane, you were all over him last week with the injuries and absences to the Indianapolis defense. That was a tremendous play on DraftKings. And he's gone up now. He's much more expensive at 9,200. But going against Cleveland in a high total game where they're the favorite, uh, I think he's worth considering. We saw what James Robinson did against Cleveland you know, Jackson was able to open up some pretty big holes for him, got over 100 yards, got in the end zone. Uh, so I'm liking Derrick Henry again this week. Yeah, that guy, I mean, like I always say, in November and December, it's Derrick Henry time. And That's he, right. he produces for sure. So that guy is just a locomotive. <laughs> he's, uh, he's awesome. <laughs> Best way to describe him, really, is an unstoppable train. Uh yeah, I'm going to go to a guy that just came back from injury and had a had a monster game uh, last week through the air is Austin Eckler. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, when you combine the talent, the explosiveness and the versatility of Austin Eckler, and then you combine the way Justin Herbert's playing in the receivers and their passing game, I just think it's a dynamic situation for the L.A. Chargers here. They're in a pretty tough matchup against uh, New England. It's actually a pick em game, a 47.5 over-under on BetUS. It's a pick em game, so that means it'll be a competitive game back and forth. But I still expect Austin Eckler to be heavily involved in the running game and especially in the passing game. And I like him matching up against the linebackers for New England. I just think he's a mismatch in space, and he'll once again be peppered with targets. The corners are pretty good at, at, at covering the wide receivers for New England, which means Justin Herbert may have to check down even more and get Austin Eckler even more involved in the passing game in order to move the chains here. So that's why I like him, even though it is a tough matchup. We talked a little bit earlier how Austin Eckler looks like uh, we wish we would have played him more last week when he when he had his blow-up spot there. But I think he's going to come right back and have another productive game here and do a lot of work in the passing game especially. So I, I'll go right back to Austin Eckler here, and I just think he's one of the most explosive athletes, and I like him combining him with this talented rookie uh, quarterback and Justin Herbert here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to mention here as we bounce around a little bit, uh, Miles Sanders, a guy that you've been a big proponent of this year, and he had a bit of a down week last week, but this time, uh, this time around, he gets to face Green Bay, and we saw what Montgomery was able to do against them. If if he can find that much success, I think Miles Sanders can as well. Sort of middle of the road in terms of yardage allowed, but they give up a bunch of touchdowns, 
And Philly, you know, where else are they going to turn? Um, I know you talked about Goddard a little bit, but, you know, they need to turn on Sanders. He, he, you saw during the game, I thought he had some kind of bad, bad, bad body language. And I, I think they need to sort that out, get him the ball and, uh, you know, really lean on him and, and get him a bunch of touches. So I think Sanders can pay off value this week. Yeah, the way Wentz has looked, you know, he's looked so bad, and Miles Sanders looks good. They, they, it's super obvious that that's their best way to be competitive in games. Is you know, don't let Wentz get sacked or turn the ball over, and give it to your talented running back. So yeah, right. that would be nice if they would finally get him the ball because he, he definitely needs it, uh, and he's a, he's talented. Uh, here, here's a guy uh, in another game that we like here. This uh, Minnesota Jacksonville game. And it seems like every week, even though they're big underdogs, James Robinson always produces, you know, this guy, you know, it doesn't matter what the game script is. I mean, he's pretty much just their every down back now. He's their bell cow type back. His prices went up a little bit. He's in the high, you know, mid to high $7,000 range, you know, on FanDuel, he's 7,800, 7,300 DK. But he seems to produce uh, and be a focal point of this offense uh and you know, he's not fast but he's he, but he's pretty quick off the line and explosive you know and he's and he's physical uh and he does a little bit of everything so i like this game going up against minnesota and you can certainly stack the game and include james james robinson in there so he's one of the running backs that i think is in a good spot and i think this would be is a sneaky shootout game um, it's a 52 and a half over under, which is the second highest over under in the game. But I, I think that Jacksonville might be a little more competitive. It's a 10 Minnesota's 10 point favorite. So Jacksonville's big underdogs, but I think Jacksonville might be able to keep it a little bit closer there. Um, and James Robinson will be a big reason why. Yeah. I like Robinson a lot here. Minnesota gives up catches to the running back and he's just out there every play getting tons of touches every single week. If you want to get a pivot there, save a little money. Uh, you could go to Aaron Jones uh, against Philadelphia, a guy coming off a bit of a down week with Jamal Williams stepping up. But I think it'll be back to Jones this week. Um, Philly is number 23 against the run uh, this year in terms of yardage. Green Bay, eight and a half point favorites on BetUS. So I think Aaron Jones steps up. Awesome. And I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go over to Chicago here and look at, uh, take a look at David Montgomery. Uh, we've seen what he did against uh, Green Bay, kind of came out of nowhere. You know, it's the first time I've ever seen him running in the open field when he had that long run there. I was like, wow, he could actually run more than three or four yards. It was he didn't it know was what impressive. to do. Yeah, he didn't know what to do. But he looked he looked fast. He looked explosive and powerful as he typically is. So being that Chicago's finally getting this running game going. Uh, and they're and they got Detroit the best matchup against the run. You know, Detroit lost Danny Shelton to IR, so he was one of their big run stuffers in the middle. They got John Penasini, who was like a six-round draft pick, trying to anchor the in, inside of that defensive defensive line there. So did it's they have like any big matchup. run stuffers? Have well, they ever had one this year? Well, Danny Shelton was supposed <laughs> to be the big run stuffer, so he was the best, biggest guy they had in there. So, uh, but now that he's out, yeah, they're 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 a little bit, they're even weaker on that defensive front. Now, Chicago's not really great in terms of their offensive line, run blocking, and that type of thing. But if they can get a little bit space, like they did against Green Bay last week, David Montgomery looks explosive, and he gets involved in the passing game now as well. And he's really cheap; his price is still very low since he just came back 
injury, but he looks fresh, he looks explosive, and he's in a great matchup here. So I think that's the best way for Chicago to uh, win this game is to feed David Montgomery and, and uh, prevent Trubisky from making any type of errors. So I like David Montgomery here. I do as well. Another guy in that price range I'll mention as a GPP pivot, because you can't really trust the situation. Of course, that's Jonathan Taylor with Indianapolis. And what I like about him is, first of all, the matchup. It's Houston. They're number 31 against the run. Uh, we saw what Detroit did with the, the touchdowns from AP. And, you know, with Taylor, the wild card is just, will he get the, the goal line carries? Um, but what I like is that two weeks ago, he had 26 touches. So they finally said, all right, you, you can lead the way here in the backfield with the carries. Uh, and then he took a week off on the COVID list. So he's coming back, should be rested. Great matchup. Good price. Uh, so in some GPPs, I'll put him out there. Yeah, we got two two guys that are the narrative. They they were off on the COVID list, and we think they're going to come back fresh and smash. The guy for me, unrelated was uh, unrelated to running backs, was Adam Thielen, who just right. sat there and had to watch his team narrowly win. And then Jonathan Taylor had to do the same thing. He had to sit at home and and watch you know watch the Colts uh, you know get beat up bad against uh, Tennessee there. So Jonathan Taylor is going to get yeah he's going to get fed finally. We've been talking about this guy all week all year, and I think he's finally to the point where it's Jonathan Taylor time. You know, so <laughs> you're sick of me talking about Jonathan Taylor. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But no, he's talented. He'll, he'll get there. Uh, and then uh, I have a couple guys that if I feel like they're going to play, they could be in good spots for some value plays here. I'm going to take a look at Miles Gaskin. Uh, early in the week, we don't know for sure he's going to play uh, for the Miami Dolphins. But the Dolphins are going against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's a great matchup for them. They're massive favorites here. 11 and a half point home favorites for the Miami Dolphins. Isn't that crazy? And a 42 over under. So you're looking at a heavy uh, run script game here in a great spot. Miles Gaskin has been productive when he's in there and he's in a great matchup against Cincinnati. So if he's healthy, he's been practicing for a couple of weeks as he, came, as he came off IR here. If he's healthy and playing, and we get reports that he is going to be the lead back, which it looks like he, he would be, um, you can get him at 5,500 on FanTool and 5,900 on DraftKings. I think he's a great play, and you're going to get him at lower ownership because he's he's right now a questionable IR, questionable tag on both sites. So Miles Gaskin is a guy that could pop up late in the week that could be a good value play in just an absolute great matchup in a really good game script here for, uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I like it as well. Now, the next guy for me is James White. 5,000 on DraftKings. This is the focus here on PPR. And am I playing him because he had two touchdowns last week? Absolutely not. The reason I'm looking at him is because Bill Belichick's all about the game plan week to week. And James White got a little bit of a bump against Arizona because Burkhead is out. And just so happened that he got the two carries close in uh, to score the touchdowns. But the matchup against the Chargers, what I think Belichick and company are going to look at is that they've given up six or more receptions to five different running backs this year. So to me, it's going to be check it down to white, get it in his hands, find a way to get it to him. And when, you know, Cam Newton in that victory really struggled passing. What was it under a hundred yards passing and they won. And you just can't count on that long-term. So let's get some, you know, smart, short passes. I, you know, I also like Jacoby Myers for that reason, but let's get it out of his hands into the skill position players 
and let White uh, work his magic. Yeah, I think Cam can handle just some checkdowns like he used to do with Christian McCaffrey there because sometimes it look good trying to pass deep or intermediate. Right. So, yeah, check it down to these running backs and let them run for sure. Um, and then the other guy that I'm monitoring for the injury report you know, as a late-week ad possible is DeAndre Swift. Uh, we know that DeAndre Swift kind of took over the bell cow role a couple weeks ago, and then he got a concussion and was out, and he missed the Thanksgiving game. He, he missed the last couple games with a concussion. So he should be back. I don't think he's technically cleared concussion protocol as of Thursday in Week 13 here, but he probably will in the next few days. Now, he's got a tough matchup against the Chicago Bears, um, but he's going to be probably their bell cow role, and DeAndre Swift can get it done in the passing game as well. As with this tough pass rush, I can see Matt Stafford checking down to Swift and him getting in open space. He's a he's a great explosive runner in open space here. So because of that and the fact that people forgot that he's taken over this role, you can get DeAndre Swift at super low ownership. So he's the type of guy you can look at um, at that $6,000 price range. Um, if, if I find out that Akeem Hicks is out again for Chicago, I'm going to like DeAndre Swift even more. I'm guessing that Akeem Hicks is going to come back from his hamstring injury and play this week for the Chicago Bears. He's, he's kind of that big anchor inside there. He completely changes the Chicago defense, uh, but not even more. Otherwise, Swift is kind of a GPP flyer type play who could have a big game, especially in the passing game against a tough Chicago defense, but he's super talented. And he's one of the best ways for the Lions to try to be productive. And with the coach being fired, they might look to get Swift involved even more because Matt Patricia was all about load management with rookies. Daryl Bevel might just say, I'm just going to game plan to have Swift get the ball even more now. Um, and that's the best way to win the ball because Daryl Bevel is essentially auditioning for future coaching jobs right now. So he, he's, he has incentive to do well. And DeAndre Swift's one of his most talented guys remaining on the roster. So Absolutely. A lot of good points there. Last guy for me, if you need to save a few extra bucks, I think you could look at Cam Akers on DraftKings. Uh, $4,500 is a really good price. Last week, he he had a nice uh, outing, uh, 84 yards rushing and a touchdown. And for the season, he's at 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, he's a lot more attractive to me as a runner uh, than Henderson and Brown. And I think that's the way it's looking more and more to the Rams coaching staff. And this week he gets Arizona, three-point favorites, over under 48-and-a-half. They're 22nd against the run. So pretty good spot for him. You know, the only problem is that he only has three receptions all season. So in the PPR situation, it's not ideal. Again, I would prefer to, to spend the extra 500 for a guy like James White. But if you just can't afford him, then I think you could go with Akers in a GPP. Is is Cam Makers? Is he Jonathan Taylor's long lost brother? There, the talented rookies that can't get on the field. It yeah, seems like exactly. that. Yeah, it seems seems very similar. Caught in a, like a, a, a timeshare, a running back by committee. Yeah, he's a guy that we've been looking to get carries all all year, and 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 feel like he's most talented running back on on the team there. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely a guy that could get it going here late in the year as they finally might trust him now. So yeah, and I don't I don't think we've recommended him all year, but this could be the first week. So. Again, check in with us on uh, Sunday or between now and Sunday to get our final lineups. Uh, you can do that with the BetUS uh, offer. Go to, go to betus.com.pa. Use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and then send us a message on Twitter, and we'll get you into our Discord. That's where we give out our lineups Sunday mornings about uh, or Sunday early afternoon on the East Coast, 45 minutes before kickoff. Or if you don't want to do the, the offer with BetUS, just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, 
get one of our memberships there and we'll get you an email and get you into our discord and you can interact with our great group of members we have a lot of fun in there uh, you know rooting on our teams every slate so uh, that's the situation at dfs coach talk uh, follow shane on twitter at det sports shane you can follow me at language olympic the coach is at j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i shane any final thoughts here no, I appreciate the support. If you like and subscribe to us on YouTube so we can continue to produce these awesome running back videos and quarterbacks and wide receiver tight end videos every week. And, yeah, let's have a great week for week 13. We're, we're excited about these running backs here. Absolutely. Yeah, check out those other shows if you haven't yet. Uh, and then uh, come back with us later this weekend, and we'll have our primetime show where we break down those games from a DFS perspective. So, Great job today, as always, Shane. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.